There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now, my next guest has seven All-Ireland Football Winners medals, one before and during the five in a row for Dublin, which they completed last year. Now with his boots hung up, Bernard Brogan has penned his story in a revealing new book, appropriately named The Hill, and the man himself is on the line. Hello, Bernard. Jerry, how are you? Thanks for having me. I'm not at all delighted to have you on the show, and well done with the book. The name was an easy one, was it? <laughs> I went around the houses and just sometimes the simplest things are the most powerful. So we, uh, yeah, we went to the hill. It was, a, it was a special place for me. My dream was to score a goal in front of the hill. I, I did it in in, in 2007 um, against Leash in the Leinster final, and I did it a few more times after that. Thank God. But uh, yeah, and even my last my last kind of stitch, my last few minutes on the on the, on the pitch um, last year, I went down for one more wave and, and kind of yeah, just gave me goosebumps as I did when I was a kid. Um, so. Looking forward to watching games from there from now on. But yeah, it was an apt name for, for, for my autobiography. Imagine being on the hill and looking to your left and Bernard Brogan standing beside you. Holy God Almighty, wouldn't that be something else? But listen, come here till I tell you. I want to just throw a quote back at you to start. You say, it's easy to be a team player when you're an automatic selection in the first 15. But in latter years, you say, you became more of a team player. Tell our listeners the thought behind that. Yeah, it was kind of just something the last couple of years um, playing with Dublin, not not playing as much game time, um, trying to figure out where I was adding value. I just I learned a lot about myself uh, and about team dynamics um, and the fundamentals of it, and it just kind of dawned on me, uh, kind of just looking back at, at, at the times, and even though we we believed that I was, I was a team player and and the players on the pitch, um, the kind of first names on the team sheet, the first guys who play every week, they are team players and they do what's right for a team, but just been and I never I just took it for granted the guys that 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 show up and train week in week out that sacrifice so much and don't get the don't get the jersey and don't get the time in Crow Park or don't get the, the the glory of of all of all the things that some guys are on the bench and don't play but even more so the guys that I left at home the kind of 36 people 35 36 people on a panel you're only allowed 26 um on match day so there's six there's 10 guys that train just as hard and do all of the commitment I just really just looking from just seeing that side of it. I just kind of said, "Just I never really understood it when I was playing, even though I came in at an underage and I was a sub before I played. Obviously, but mm. I was always had that that energy to, that I was going going forward. Maybe just cause that in my latter years, I was going the other direction. It just gave me a real perspective on God, the the level of 
of, of, of effort and, and sacrifice that these, these players at this level and, and I did I suppose in my latter end of the career, career but at club level every, every time there's, there's always those guys we all know them that just give everything for the team and just don't always get 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 the just rewards and um, yeah it was really just kind of an eye opening piece for me mm. uh, over the last number of years really interesting really interesting and uh, so honest of you to say it as well look you were dropped in 2016 for the first time for the replay against Mayo that was the first time in your career you didn't really play you didn't play with the dubs the three in a row in 2017 and then you had that awful unfortunate cruciate injury in 2018 did you consider chucking it in at that stage yes I absolutely did. I was twenty, or sorry, thirty-three. I think or 30, 33 when I did the cruise. I think so. I was going to come back uh, thirty-four. Um, you know, I mean, that's well past any most in the county players sell by date. And I looked long and hard at it, and I kind of my my mentality was it's two ways, and I was very lucky with the with the with the success I had. And there's two ways I felt that you can finish up playing, especially when you're when you're a big part of a team. As you can go out and finish on top, um, you, you get your last run, you win in All Ireland, you're a big part of the team, and you ride out on your horse, and no one, no one can can hold it against you. It's a perfectly honourable way to, to retire. I just made a decision um, that I was going to stay around and, and hang on, just because I loved it so much and loved the, the lads. So I'm going to hang on until I feel that there's enough lads around me that are better than me that I'm not needed anymore or that the group is not um, is a stronger is a stronger place without me so when I thought about that with the cruciate I kind of sat down with Jim and I had that hard conversation I said do you think this team like first of all I was trying to get back for that summer so I was always going to do that but even when I sat down with him coming back the following year I was still like just after an injury a long long cruciate injury and I kind of just said to myself so do you think this team is stronger with me in it um, whether I'm playing every week or anything like that and Jim was very straight and said you, you won't be playing every week and, and you have a long way you're, you'll be a good bit off it, but you have a, you, I'll give you the opportunity to, to, to prove that you're, you're you're of merit and that's all you ever want as a player and he kind of gave me the confidence and I suppose a couple of the conversations I had with players and, and just myself I just felt that will this team they were going for five in a row are they in a better place to win the five in a row with me around the group? From my experience, just been around, just understanding it, whether I was going to play or score points every game or anything like that, which I, which I was never going to do as much. Um, I just felt that I could add value uh, in the preparation, in the mindset, in just a bit of experience and calm and just, just not even, just even the few players that leave, just, just cause unease. I just said, you know what, I'm just going to commit. And I knew it was going to be a hard sacrifice and it was very difficult at times to get motivated to, to get up to train and then not even playing in A versus B games and, and like, like really tough, tough times at stages. But I just felt that it wasn't, it wasn't for, that, that one wasn't for me. That was, that was for the team. Um, mm. As I said, I probably wouldn't have had that mindset coming into my career. I was all about trying to, my, my success factors were scoring and winning man of the matches and, and, and getting over the line. Um, but yeah, so as, as you get older, you probably mature a little more. And in you came, uh, the uh, ultimate, uh, the replay, and of course the rest is history. The five in a row was achieved, and you were part of that. Look, I was at the first game myself, I didn't make the second one, and you talk about, you know, the winning habit, the mentality that this group have. And I saw it in those final minutes in the first game against Kerry, when another team might have been beaten, and Kerry could see the winning post, but yet Dublin dug in and got the replay, and then went on and won it. Would it matter, I just put 
put this to you. You played under Pillar Caffrey, Pat Gilroy, Jim Gavin. You've Desi Farrell, of course, you know well, in there now. With the players, uh, Bernard, that you have, that winning mentality, uh, the the regime that's there, you know, the, the you have the financial support, of course, behind you, the pool of players in Dublin. Sure, look, could I manage them myself? <laughs> Yeah, you probably could, Jerry, um, and, and that's no disrespect to, to, to managers. I think no. throughout those managers you talked about, each one of them was building on a foundation of, of kind of high performance and a, and a culture that we, we talk about a lot with Dublin. And, and in Jim's latter years, 95% or 90, 90% of, of, of the direction we were going was player-led, and that's when you're winning as a team, as, a team, as an organisation, when you have the players driving the agenda. Any, any interaction we had, any kind of feedback or any kind of tweaks he had, Jim, because of his leadership and, and he wanted to be player-centric, he would add, encourage players to come up with ideas. And when he found one, yes, he he he, he pointed the direction of his conversation the way he wanted to, obviously. But most of the feedback was, was in a player's opinion or something they thought. And it was aligned with where Jim and the management team were. So it wasn't coming out of Jim's mouth, it was coming out of mm. the team. And that's effect, That's proper leadership. When, yes, you, you know the direction you want to go, but you allow the, organ- the team to, to figure out that that's the right way to go themselves. And you have to point them and nudge them. And Pat Gilroy was a, was a master yes. of planting an idea that he believed in and, and then the team manufacturing that idea organically and then believing in it. Because when you create something and you, you figure out something as a team, you have purpose because you own that problem, you own that journey, and it's not a task that a manager has told you to do, that go do this tackle or go do this run. You have come up with the solution as, an organ- as a unit, and you will just go, for- you will go deeper and deeper. And that's what, that's what happened That's that game you talked about. We should have lost that game. Mm. Um, I think we had six turnovers in the last, and we actually missed a few scores, which we, we could have won it as well, as, as lost it, but we, we actually, when it, when it mattered, that culture that we bought into, that that selflessness, just that that sticking to the process, as Jim calls it. Players just as Kev Mack was getting turnovers, lads who who were out and out strikers, you know, coming back working hard, turning over Kerry. Kerry couldn't get out of half for that last eight minutes, um, in the in the end of the game and in the injury time, and we turned them over five or six times, mm-hmm. and that was just that's that's the byproduct of culture and that kind of dynamic of a team where. You're just going to stick with it. You're going to work hard for each other and eventually get over the line. And yeah, it doesn't happen all the time. We've been lucky that it did happen this time. Um, but yeah, I think putting us, we, we've, I'm sure the guys going out now at the weekend, they'll be doing the same. They'll be just putting mm. their head down and getting, getting on about their business, you know. That's so interesting, you know. And, and that comes with success as well, you know, when you go, you win one, two, three, four, five, and of course players have that. But on the other hand, you look at poor Mayo. Oh, poor Mayo. Come on, Bernard, for the love of God, will you just give them a break sometime? Look, seriously though, you look at Mayo and, and, and they just are short, you know what I mean? They're just missing that thing, you know. You know how to win. The culture's in there. You've done it before. It's very hard to get across the line isn't it yeah and you're dead right you, you need a bit of like we had loads of luck along the way and sometimes when you when, when you prepare really well your luck kind of breaks your way but Mayo could have got over the line we won three or four of those games by a point you know what I mean and there was a kick of a ball so there, there was we we were lucky in some of those situations that yes you create your own luck but they could have got and winning winning is a habit so you need one to, to, to generate that sustained success and that belief there's, there's, there's that little lack of belief in, in May, maybe and they wouldn't admit it but Mayo in their, in their gut when it comes down to the end mm. of the game against Dublin please God that 
the two of them might get through. I don't know. Both are two difficult games this weekend. But if they did, do they have that belief in their belly? How do they get rid of that lack of just that little tiny niggle that's at the, that's in their gut? That when this comes down to the to the end and it's a level game at seventy minutes, who's going to get over the line? Dublin's innate belief is that we're going to figure out a way because they've had it and they've done it. And Mayo's is we've been here before. Oh, is this Tucker going to get a score? Is Dean Rock going to get a free? That's and that's the difference in the energy in those final crucial minute yes. minutes. What is your mindset? What is your belief? And when your mindset is clear and positive, you make good decisions. And when it's clouded and worrying, you make bad decisions. And that's fundamentally. And it's, yeah, it's not simple science. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, it's, a, it's a chaotic game, but. Um, that's how, what I believe is the difference in, yes. uh, uh, in getting over the line. Interesting, isn't it, uh, that just that little, little tiny thing makes all the difference. You, you say, and you're unequivocal about this, you say that Stephen Cluxton is the most influential player in the history of GAA. That's a massive statement. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, I, I do believe, I believe it because I, I think the GAA changed the rules twice or three times um, because he was so effective in his in his in his outputs, uh, Dublin's whole the, the game is the game has evolved like all sports. If you look at AFL, which we, we GA sometimes follows the lead on. If you look at um, the American sports of NFL, it's all about stats. It's all about um, it's all about numbers now. Like, it's really about possession. So how many times can you get a possession? So Dublin can can they get more possessions than your opposition? So if we win ninety five percent of our kickouts. Because Cluck O'Reilly rarely kicks, kicks them away, mm. and on the other end, if we if we win thirty percent of your kickouts or forty percent, that just means that just in maths alone, <laughs> having good forwards or not, you have thirty percent more opportunity or time to get scores and get ahead. And literally, that's the way you, you break down a game. You break it into stats. You break it into moments. So, how can you get more possessions? How can you get more attacks? And then when you get your attacks, Dublin have worked on their efficiencies. We all know about not taking shots from outside the D, all these things about making sure their opportunities are executed correctly. And that's it's just what you follow here. It's, it's, it's not rocket science. Yeah. It's been done for years in NFL uh, um, and, and basketball and all these sports, all about stats, American sports. I'm doing it for 15 years, you know, and it's about, we, we've kind of looked at that and I think that's this. That's an area where Cluco has just, mm. has just his, he's so accurate, and as I say, he's, he's something been else the main driving force of that team for mm. twenty years. Yeah, he is. He really is. Look for yourself in the future. Would would you like to be at the helm? I want to go back and clarify something. I couldn't manage them. I just want to say that in case people go <laughs> even bonkers, more bonkers than they are. I couldn't. No, I couldn't. That's honest. But would you like? Look, when you think about it, Bernard, if the opportunity presented itself to you, would you would you do it? You wouldn't believe the, the commitment and time that goes into managing Dublin Dublin GA. Like I, I played for fifteen years, and we would have put in as players genuinely thirty hours a week at a minimum, thirty five, I'd say, on top of your job, on top of your your family life. Jim Gavin, I'd say, would put would have put in, I would say, forty five to fifty hours a week on on football, and that's. That's not even exaggeration. Yes. We we would meet at an hour before training, um, five five o'clock, half five. He would be there from half three. He wouldn't walk out the door until half eleven. That's three times a week. So that's whatever. That's the good to eight or nine hours, three times a week. And then he's watching videos. He's doing calls. I'd ring him about an idea. He's forty other lads ringing him about what their their thoughts are. It's just the commitment is phenomenal. I would. I think in time. I I I I, I love. I'm passionate about performance. I'm passionate about leadership. I work. It's in my, my day job and pep talk. I, we work with organisations around it all the time. So, I think in time I would. I have two twin babies at home, and um, that are that are amazing and keep me busy. 
I think I might bring them on a bit of a journey or, or, for for a while. But I think if the, if the opportunity came and the right team is around, around me, I think yeah, I think there's probably ambition down the road. I'm still playing a bit with the club and stuff like that, so. I still feel like I'm young, even though I'm old as a player. I still, I still feel like I'm young. I'm hanging on, hanging on to the playing ball. I'm a bit of a romantic like that. You know what? That's the longest yes I ever heard in reply to a question in my life. But it's great to hear it. Listen, I know, I know you'd be the part is right. But uh, seriously, it is a massive, massive commitment. Can I say to you, look, I'm going to finish. I want to say this to you. The book is brilliant. And folks, if you want a gift, if you're to uh, give to a sporting person in your life this Christmas, buy this one. It's called The Hill by Bernard Brogan an insight into his years with Dublin it's fascinating it really is and we've just touched on aspects small aspects of it today but really revealing I have to say Bernard I wish you well with everything you do and thank you so much for your time today Thank you, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Talk Not at all. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. 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 That's uh, the wonderful Bernard Brogan there seven All-Ireland winning medals What a man Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.